This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida. And as you know, uh, we are on the road with Small Biz Florida this week. It is the annual JMI, Jim Moran Institute, Small Business Leadership Conference. It's all taking place over here in Orlando at the Lowe's Sapphire Falls Resort. Uh, This is always an incredible conference for small business owners and operators. A lot going on here in terms of of great presentations uh, and uh, always highlighting resources and assistance programs throughout the state of Florida and beyond uh, for small business owners and operators. And um, we have one of the uh, standout presenters here at this year's conference. We've got uh, Megan Criley McKay, who is the founder and CEO of One Degree Collaboration. Uh, Megan, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thank you so much, Tom. Uh, really had a great time talking to you uh, before we went on uh, the air here about uh, this whole uh, recruitment and interviewing process to make sure that we are really building uh, the strongest team for our small uh, business. Uh, and we and, and I can't wait to get into the conversation. Um, you've got some very innovative thoughts and, and strategies uh, in that area. But as we always do, Megan, just start us with just a little bit of uh, background on yourself and, and how you came to, uh, to launch and, and create the One Degree Collaboration. Thank you so much, Tom. So in uh, December 2013, I wore the hat of military spouse. Um, my former spouse was a C-17 pilot with the U.S. Air Force in the big city of Altus, Oklahoma. In 2015, two years later, unfortunately, he was part of the armed force reduction in the sequestering, where over 27,000 pilots were cut from the U.S. Air Force prior retirement. At 16 years of service and 11 months following a third of our income for that retirement, here we were, both master's degree, overqualified, underemployed in small town Oklahoma. What the process happened, excuse me, the process that happened is 11 months after his premature retirement, he was failing the interview process in the commercial airline sector miserably. It's called the skills gap. He had all the hard technical skills on a resume to do the job, but he lacked the soft people skills to get the job. I took off my spouse hat and put on my trained hat. He and I had met in Washington, D.C., where I was a human intelligence specialist and certified interrogator with DOD. After a couple weeks of coaching, He got the job flying 737s for Delta Airlines. But in that moment, I realized we weren't alone and there was something I could do to help others. I started the Skills for Life Foundation nonprofit, which was a one-hour workshop offering free soft interrogation, advanced communication training, interactive to the service members. Within six months, the city of Altus came knocking 
and said, Megan, this is professional development. We've got generational problems and we can't recruit the talent. We want you to do workshops. And my company, Artes Provita Latin Skills for Life was born. As we started to grow over a period of the next five to six years pre-COVID, we were training a team of 11 of us recruited through my workshops at five military installations statewide in Oklahoma. And truth, the magic came because of IVMF, Syracuse University, the Boots to Business program that mentored me every step along the way. Nice. In January 2020, we were exploding and going beyond state borders to Arkansas and Texas. And in March 6, 2020, I bought a commercial building to start training trainers. What happened a week later? March 13th, 2020, COVID hit full stop on all of our revenue. It was a painful process, but I believed. And sure enough, all those wonderful service members we had helped get in the workforce and start their own businesses, we created One Degree Collaboration, the Vetrepreneur Incubator, which is what it is today. Through the journey, I have realized and had to pivot like many in small business. I am now currently focused on helping Inc. 5000 companies, medium-sized businesses, and small businesses learn what I call the human intelligence piece that is truly missing to help them grow their workforce. Nice. And that's what brings that's, me to this conference. It's a great story. Um, and, and again, um, you know, so um, appropriate for what's really going on in the marketplace today. So, so I told you earlier on, uh, my story is... Obviously, through the SBDC, we work with a lot of small business owners. The, the most common issue that we discuss on a regular basis is I'm having trouble recruiting uh, team members, employees. And I've even heard stories from our small business owners. We, we hire someone, and they wind up not even showing up the first day of work. And, and when I told you that, you, you smiled and, and said, I get it. Uh, so, so talk to us about that issue. What, where is the disconnect? Where is the gap when, when a textbook small business owner is struggling to recruit and, and, and you know, bring in those new team members? So although it can be fairly complex, from not only generational mindsets to also financial mindsets and depending upon the business model and the geography. But here's the true magic. It really comes down to communication and a lack thereof. When you start thinking about what you need and want, that's why you start a business. Ideally to follow your purpose and your passion because you ideally somewhere along the way besides making money, you wanna do something for others. The reality is when you're trying to build your team and create a people-friendly culture, irrelevant of age, gender, race, and food type, <laughs> you have to think just the opposite. What's in it for them? Our problem in humanity is we like to tell people what we need and want and expect them to do it. Well, that worked, especially through the industrial age and pre-COVID. But now, you've got to think it almost opposite. What kind of people are you really looking for? It's not about age, gender, or race. It's about skills and knowledge and experience. Asking those who you come across or are recruiting or meeting or connecting with, not only your customers, number one resource, what do they need and want, and what are the skills that they could bring 
to make what you have even better. The magic that we offer in my consulting, coaching, and keynote speaking is not just what the topic is, bringing human intelligence into your cultural mindset and talent recruiting and acquisition process, but the how. Instead of telling people what you need and want, you need to behave just the opposite, which is the interrogation piece. Ask. We have a problem as humans. We assume, and we know what assume stands for. It's a problem because of how we think. If you can put the emotional response aside, which is emotional intelligence, and not everyone has that, it's a learned skill, and start to really look at people in the eye, not exterior, but interior, start a conversation asking open-ended questions, who are you? Why do you behave that way? What are you excited about? Tell me your story, and then listen, which is also a learned skill set, and not be ahead of them and be thinking and try to engage, but go neutral and absorb. It's amazing what you're gonna find out about the people around you and how passionate they are. And once you hear what they need and it matches what you need, it's now no longer you telling them what to do. They're asking to be part of your team. Yeah. So in technical terms, I mean, the, the, first, the first half of this interview really should be about who, who, the, who the recruit is. Who, Absolutely. Who, again, back to your point, who are you? Uh, what motivates you? Uh, how'd you find out about my company? Questions of that nature. Yes. Really draw them out. And by the end of the interview, you might have found out, maybe you found out the person may not be right for us. That's right. But we've at least learned that now. Yes. Uh, but, but to your point, you're going to learn an awful lot versus just going into the interview with a transactional I guess maybe that's the wrong word, but technical question. You know, just we need a welder from seven to four. That's you're saying that's not how you start. No, start with we have to change the way we approach it and the way we think, because the truth is you're trying to fill in the box and humans aren't boxes. We are not a check in the box. And that's part of the problem is military mindset. I've struggled with that, having worked for the U.S. military. My, you know, I was trained by the Marines at Quantico, and I married active duty Air Force, and I was a contractor at Lockheed. I understand and respect that mindset. But outside of that culture, how does your small business survive? And here's the magic. Get off the script. When you say Q&A, what are your strengths and weaknesses? I dare you never ask that question again. <laughs> you know, yeah. tell me about yourself. That's a 60-second pitch. Get off the script, and here's a little trick. Instead of sticking to the script, throw away the script, and when you meet them for the first time, say, where'd you grow up? Tell me about that. And then when you hear them tell their story, so why did you decide to join the military? You're gonna listen, and you're gonna hear things that you never would have expected. And now you're gonna know more about them and their story and their motivation, and their passion and their purpose, and their desire to do something different, to live a better life, which you all of us know right. is motivating. And then as you ask them questions based on what they say, not what you're thinking, you're gonna to start to realize this is a talent, this is a skill, this is a gift. They are somebody that could fit in the right position on your team. And does this, does it sort of work? 
you know, both ways too. Do with these kinds of questions, might you, as a potential employer, come across a little more empathetic? Bingo. And is that? I mean, so all of a sudden, this potential recruit says, "This is the kind of person I'd like to work for." That that. Bingo. Okay. Okay. You right. you hit the nail on the head. So <laughs> I'm going to share with you a little trick right. of the trade that is not classified. In order for you to get what you need and want, you cannot take it or tell others to give it to you. It really doesn't work. It's called free will. So in order for you to get what you need and want, you have to identify what others need and want right. first. What others need and want is kindness, empathy, compassion, knowledge, tools, resources, networks. It's not money or material goods. Right. It's humanity. And if you listen and give them that knowledge and empower them and care, the human element genuinely feels it and wants to give back. And, you know, so often in, in, in a lot of the basic business courses that we instruct on at, at, at a college, it talks about how in, in the most recent years that when we interview millennials and we ask them what motivates them towards uh, jobs and careers. Money is no longer, I, it, sometimes it doesn't make the top five and <laughs> it may not be in the top 10. Right. So money is not the primary motivator here. So No, so that's where you got to think generationally. And this is just historic reference. So the baby boomers of today, why are they all about money? Well, it's because their parents lived in the Great Depression. Right. Money is their identity. They're the ones that have created this incredible economy that right. has allowed the U.S. to thrive. Money is their identity. And without it, they don't know what to do else. But the next generation, me, the Gen Xers in our 50s, we saw that. And so we got to choose. We either become like them or we go a different path. Well, I kind of found somewhere in between because it gets more complicated as technology comes into that picture. Right. So as technology started coming in with the Gen Ys and the millennials and pretty much everybody else, there's two sides to that. Technology is here to stay, and there's incredible things that are helping our economy with that technology. But the truth, we are not the matrix and not the internet of things. We humans have created it. So in order for us to navigate this path as small business owners, you need to recognize what are the human skills, the emotion, the passion, the, mo you know, the purpose that technology does not have, and how we can work together to help everybody. Right. And talk, talk a little bit about the whole concept of, of, you know, the control, you know, back in, you know, in textbook, small business ownership, it's all about control. I got to control everything. I got to control the finances. I got to control the expenses. I got to control the employees. And, and when we didn't have that kind of, um, you know, high level of control, it was seen as a weakness, but Giving up some of that control today, is that is that really part of uh, new management, new yep. uh, thought process? Talk yeah. a little bit about that. So this is where, again, generational mindsets, and it can also be cultural, gender, race, depending upon how you grew up. The key is really looking outside of your comfort zone and recognizing that the more that you can let go, because... You cannot control anyone or anything ever. The only thing you can control is in that moment of crisis, 
how you choose to respond. By letting go rather than controlling, you let it flow and let the energy, and this is just almost universal, as we think about what's happening with the world and the planet, whatever your philosophy may be, by letting go, you release yourself of that energy. And it's amazing how it can lift you higher. It's really realizing you only have the power to do so much. Right. But if you surround yourself with others and allow them to be free to create, imagine, innovate, collaborate, which is what we have to do, that knowledge around you becomes the energy that lifts the whole. Nice. So um, tell us, Megan, uh, what is the title of your presentation? I, I love this, uh, this topic title uh, here at the JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. So building a business through human, which is human intelligence. Nice. And we're going to teach some tricks of advanced communication <laughs> and soft interrogation in that workshop. I, I, soft interrogation. I'm going to use that term, Megan. <laughs> that, I'm the soft interrogator. That's the new brand. <laughs> I like it. Um, give us a website, Megan. How could someone uh, get in touch with you? I know you're not Florida-based, but uh, hey, listen, it's the age of technology. We can meet virtually. Absolutely. Yeah, through the COVID journey, we've now pivoted. And even though we reside in Oklahoma, we're doing work in nationwide virtually and I love to travel so one degree collab.com is our website and if you google the soft interrogator we're launching that website this week okay. and I can meet with you any time of day whatever okay. time zone virtually in person or hybrid okay and you're about ready I understand to launch your blog so folks can now follow you and keep up with the latest in uh in soft interrogation. Yeah, and our we really believe in, um, and it's a small team expanding. It's really a skill set that's learned, and everybody can learn it no matter what age, gender, or race. I like it. It is uh, Megan Criley McKay. Uh, she is the founder and CEO of One Degree Collaboration. It's all about understanding how to communicate in those early uh, stages of recruitment for new team members. Is that a good summary? Did I hear yes, it? it is. And uh, truthfully, ongoing. I like it. I like it. Um, thank you, Megan. Thank you for taking time out. And uh, thank you for your support of the uh, JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. Thank you, Tom. Uh, this is Small Biz Florida, and we're coming to you from the annual JMI Small Business Leadership Conference. It's all taking place here in Orlando, Florida. Stay tuned. There's a whole lot more to come from the conference. We're just getting started. Uh, I am Tom Kindred, and this is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida. Created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College. Named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.